0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Australiana Rama. Morning. As always, this episode contains some swear words. And not as always, it also includes lead paint. <laughs> we talk about it. We haven't put lead paint in it. Don't worry, you're going to be so, right. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? Mm. Anyway, enjoy. <coughs> all right, Maddie, hello. Hey, hey, hey. How are we doing? How are we doing? Let's
0: go. Hey, hey. All right, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, look, we're both a bit. Um, cook today, I think. Maddie has been spending some time with the budget, le- learning yeah.
1: about the the Australian budget. We won't be talking about it at the moment. We um, shan't. I've been spending yeah. my life doing that for the last twelve hours, and I've hit the manic stage of tired. Mm. So this is going to be a high energy podcast event. Yeah,
0: and I too am a little bit manic because tomorrow I will be turning a thirty. Wow. So I've been trying. Oh. Hey, and May coming down, but I've been trying to get all my admin and boring stuff done so I don't have to do it on
1: my birthday. And We're over doing the all our chores today so we can hang out as actual friends tomorrow yes. in the same place.
0: Yay, team.
1: Life. Woo! Um, anyway, so
0: <laughs> today <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you all about the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Oh, um, what a doll! The, the coat hanger. As it is known,
1: because it looks like a coat hanger. Yeah, I did not know that until last week. But anyway, yeah, does it's it not look like, like a coat hanger? I I debate. I mean, it
0: doesn't have the little bit on the top, like the no. the hook. <laughs> um, and I don't hear people refer to it as such in my day to day. But when you look Ew. it up, they'll everything says affectionately referred to as the coat hanger. I'm like, okay, cool, sure. When I think maybe when it was being built. It was also, when it was being built, referred to as the iron lung because it was the depression and it was propping up the economy.
1: Whoa. Um, anyway. Coat hangers were probably way more popular back then. Now we have that's iPads.
0: <laughs> mm.
1: Yeah, they're, they're less um, <laughs> the More distracted. Invented. Back then, all you had was your hanger. hoop and stick and your coat hanger and that's all you had to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, What? Did, when did? when was
0: the coat hanger invented? When did people...
1: I don't know, that's a whole other episode that can't
0: be fucked. Completely irrelevant. Okay, so in... I mean, the Harbour Bridge, it was built between 1923 to 1932. It took a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to preface this episode, I'm not an engineer um, or or an architect uh, or a stonemason or a steel worker. Um, So I'll be doing some (laughs) information about how it was built and what it is, but then we'll be moving quite quickly to fun facts. Great. Because that's more our speed here. Um, Okay, so this bloke called John Bradfield, Mm -hmm. who was from the New South Wales Department of Public Works, is the guy leading the project. Um, And it's based on a bridge in the UK, in Newcastle-upon-Tyne, and also one in new york city called hellgate bridge that's what that's what it looks like yeah there are other bridges like this um it is the i think it's what's it what's the type of bridge just if you're interested it's called a through arch bridge
1: Mm, my favorite kind Mm, mm. as a bridge connoisseur i love the notes that that type of bridge gives Um, It's the eighth
0: longest spanning arch bridge in the world and it is the tallest steel arch bridge. There are taller bridges of this shape but not
1: steel ones. And there are taller bridges, full stop, that might I add, of other shapes.
0: This is is just a little example of why I won't be talking too much about (laughs) engineering. Um, Because I just don't know um but yeah so in the you know the early 1900s and like so 1923 when we're talking about if you picture like sydney now and you think of the harbour we've got the bridge we've got the opera house there are skyscrapers in i mean well, 100 years ago there weren't any skyscrapers there wasn't a bridge and although like it's milson's point isn't that far It's like 500 metres, but it's 500 metres on water. It was clearly a Mm -hmm. pain in the arse. Yeah, so it's a very different place. And it's like, no, we're going to make a really quite an enormous bridge. And there, because people have been talking about making one since the 1800s, but it was expensive and confusing and they didn't really know how to do it. Um, But they get to this point where they're like, okay, we actually know how to do it. And some of it's, like, pre-made in England and they ship it over and then other steel comes from New South Wales, Newcastle. It's a whole thing. Um,
1: <laughs> For nine years, it's a whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's held together by six million Australian-made hand-driven rivets. Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> Because that's what they did then. They didn't really – they didn't have the technology yet to do, like, large-scale welding. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I assume we've all seen the bridge. It's got the arch and then it's got the two – well, four actually big, like, granite pylon things on either side Mm -hmm. that look like they do something structurally, but they actually don't. Um. There's some – the things at the base of it do. um, But when they're, like, building it in the designs and stuff, people were just like, this doesn't look – Although it is very sturdy, it doesn't look, like, sturdy.
1: So it's a facade. And it kind of,
0: yeah, and it, like, balanced it visually and made people be like, yes, this is a bridge, this is fine.
1: <laughs> it does look good, <laughs> but that is pretty funny that everyone was like, wow, and now they're like, oh, mm-hmm. at peace. Yeah, it's like, no, we need, we need all
0: this granite. Um, and, yeah, the steel expands on hot days and it's built to do that. Um and one thing that is interesting about the engineering is that it was kind of massively like over-engineered for the time and so it's some real like forward thinking um, on the part of like the engineers and the architects because so it's like cars were kind of an expensive toy still mm. for lots of people um, and they kind of were just like, no, this – and it was – there was a train. They were putting trains in, of course, and there still is a train but they kind of – they made it – reinforced it much more than they ever needed to kind of anticipating that traffic might be different in the future and that people might use cars so that's pretty cool oh there was a couple of like weird designs before this one and there was one that's like a three span bridge so there'd be like a weird kind of I guess roundabout thing on one of the little islands in the harbour and then ah. there'd be a thing to like Balmain, to Milson's point. That wouldn't have lasted the test of time.
1: And probably would be have... quite low as well if it's like on the islands and stuff, right? It's like a thing raised up. There's a there's oh.
0: pictures of it. It would have had like a tower.
1: Wackadoo. Yeah, I don't I think there would
0: have been just the biggest traffic jams. Mm-hmm. A zigzag. Ever. Mm. Um, and to build it, they had to like clear lots, hundreds of houses um, around it, which was a thing at the time because like, houses and businesses were taken by the state government, sometimes with no compensation. Oh. Um, yeah, it was a big thing. And lots of them, homes in, homes in the area in like the Rocks and Darling Harbour, the government had already bought earlier because there was a bubonic plague outbreak in 1900. And so they ended up already owning a lot of those houses, but a total of 802 buildings were demolished. And so over like the nearly 10 years that it was built, I think surprisingly for the time, only 16 dudes died.
1: Yeah. That's still, Um, you know, too many for today's standards. Oh, absolutely. nearly 10 years back then. mm, And it was really hazardous because there's no
0: safety barriers, no harnesses like none of the equipment Mm. like there's if you see all the old timey pictures there's no hard hats there's there's no ear protection um only two of the people who died died from falling off yeah right um the others were like often like because when you're doing the rivets they're like red hot there's like a pneumatic rivet gun thing there's like so many different ways that you can have an accident on the
1: bridge yeah
0: yeah and then lots of them ended up with hearing damage Although one dude, Vincent Kelly, he got a little medal um, in 1930 because he fell. He fell from the bridge. He was using a heavy riveting gun. He slipped and he fell 55 metres into the harbour. Oh my God. Other people working on the bridge, obviously shocked, terrified, but he was an experienced diver. Did a little somersault and like landed like feet first because he knew how to do it yeah and he you know swam off he like broke some ribs
1: but well we've and, like, all had, done that but that you know that's
0: yeah he was in shock and two weeks later he went back to work
1: <laughs> paid leave back then was not what it is now <laughs> Honestly, uh, or Two like weeks. work accident payouts. Like now, could you imagine if someone mm. working on a that you know Brisbane's building five bridges every week, essentially, and if someone mm. fell off of that bridge into the water and they survived, the government would be like, "Here's money for the next thirty years." <laughs> oh, honestly, Whereas or the insurance a, a- for the company would be like, "Here's money for the next thirty years, and for your children." It's a
0: lovely little medal. Um, I'll see if I, I'll find a, a picture of it for the Instagram. So the bridge was had a big official opening, as you would. It's taken a long time, You're like mm-hmm. woo. Um, everyone got to all like pedestrians could walk across it, um, which didn't happen again until there was a reconciliation march
1: mm-hmm.
0: fifty years later, or like it was I think it was in the year 2000 yeah it was it was around
1: the time of the olympics it was so it was mm. 99 or 2000 before the olympics yeah so that's like the only other time that
0: it happened but in so in 1932 the about like 300,000 people attended which is a huge amount because um, mm. there was only like a bit over a million people living in sydney yeah that's
1: huge now for then it's yeah astronomical yeah it's not like they were all like crammed onto the bridge at once like a little clown car (laughs) (laughs) just Uh, like only 17 people died making the bridge but on our opening day we lost millions (laughs) we stacked them like pancakes um
0: Oh, and there is a bridge—the bridge climb, which exists now. You can, you know, go over it. That there were people who just were doing things like that illegally in the seventies, and then someone was just like, "Oh, okay, maybe we right, can commercialize maybe. this." Yeah, yeah, and then it's safe, and people will stop doing it. Anyway, so the opening. Um, one thing that that people tend to know is about a man named Francis de Groot,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who basically, I mean, sabotaged the official ribbon cutting. Classic um so he was uh, very conservative like very far right and he was he thought that you know king george should have been invited the governor general should have been invited to cut the ribbon it was like a royalist it's a whole it's like oh yeah it's funny he rode up on a horse and he chopped it it's like nah he had really boring reasons mm-hmm. um and because it was like a more left-wing government at the time and he so he blended in in his military uniform, and he rode up on his horse and a big like sword, <laughs> and chopped the thing instead of the guy who was meant to do it, um, with you know the ceremonial scissors. Wow. Um, so, yeah, he was dragged from his horse by the police, arrested, had his sword confiscated. Mm-hmm. Fair, um, fair enough was convicted of offensive behavior and fined five pounds Mm -hmm. um i think he eventually appealed um and did get an undisclosed sum because i think he argued that he was like of unsound mind blah 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 so Mm -hmm. he it something else happened but it's like what we definitely know he did the thing five pound fine yeah, there there were two different ribbons that were cut. The other one it was fine. The other Galser, one Ramona came scissors. out. Okay. Polite little claps and woohoo's and all fun. Um what so a he relief. was there. Yeah. <laughs> Another um, interesting character who did attend the opening who I think actually warrants a full episode at a later date. Um, it's actually two individuals. Um, there's Lenny Gwyther... And Ginger Mick. Ginger Lenny, Mick. What a yes. name. Well, Lenny was a nine year old boy. <laughs> Ginger Mick was a pony.
1: What? Um so Well, Lenny, I should have you- known. No human is called Ginger Mick. <laughs> and if they were I'm deeply concerned about their well being. Like that's someone be like a, that's like getting a boxer. bullied. Oh, in my brain, I pictured ginger a ginger Mick. called Mick, that you just, yeah. you just know that that's unfortunate, mm. you know. But it was, a, in fact, a pony. a much Lo- loved
0: pony. Yeah, loved all my gingers out there, boy. but we
1: all know you get bullied, especially if you're called Ginger Mick.
0: Yeah, that's true. But anyway, sweet it's Lenny. Funny. Lenny um, was from Leon Gatha, I think is how you say it, which is in Victoria, so that's about a thousand kilometers away
1: oh my um God.
0: little lenny age nine was really uh, just loved the bridge was really excited about mm-hmm. the construction number one he fan. wanted to go he wanted to see the opening he's had this pony since he was two um and his father had rec- recently broken his leg so little lenny was helping on the farm mm-hmm. and so you know mum was just like you you're have some kind of reward for for helping out and he wanted to go watch the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge.
1: That was his little treat.
0: Yeah um mum wasn't sure but you know he put a map together with his grandpa or his dad I'm not sure but it's whoever it is Their name's Captain Leo Tennyson Gwyther it's either dad or grandpa they did a little map. They kind of were just like, "No, nah, mum, it'll be fine." And Lenny and Ginger went to Sydney on their own.
1: <laughs> I kind of hoped that's where it was going, but oh man, mm-hmm. from Melbourne, not Melbourne. It's in Victoria, but oh, it's a Victoria. thousand
0: kilometres.
1: Yeah, so from Victoria, like Victoria, it's, it's full a different start. state, and he's nine. Famously, it's a different state. Hmm. Um. Wow. Mm. Okay. So I'm thinking. Also ponies, ponies are ponies. Like ponies aren't horses, guys. Like ponies are fucking ponies. Because it's an appropriate size for a nine-year-old. For a nine-year-old, but still it's quite a
0: trick. Yeah, it's a long way. Um, And I do have more information, but I think I'm going to save it for another, just an episode about little Lenny. Okay. Um, Stay tuned. Because it's, yeah, it's just, I feel like we'd be here... For more time than we currently have. Um, (gasps) Lenny
1: Leonard the Legend.
0: Because the Prime Minister Joseph Lyons appears. Oh, Jojo. Donald Donald Bradman. Um,
1: Oh, D Brad. So
0: so I think my next episode will probably be about this young man. Wow. Um, Yeah, so cool. And then there was, you know,
1: all the other locals were there. And... Is this why people from this era or like, you know, early years of Australia are like, back in my day, we had it so hard and you're complaining about your mental health and well-being and the environment being bad now. <laughs> like, in our day, Lenny <laughs> rode his pony to see the Harbour bridge. <laughs> when he was not, yeah, like, like literally. like the base level's just so cooked. It's mm, it. like... His
0: pajamas in his water bottle, in his little sack, like sack Good over his shoulder. God. He's got a little
1: hat. People die in the outback now. Like, people mm. get stranded and rescued in the outback now. Fully grown adults with actual technology and actual roads. Mm this kid's yeah. just like yeeting through like nobody's business and survived. I assume mm. I haven't heard the yeah. whole tale. because um, mm, he went. He had to go back home as well.
0: But yeah, town to town, and because people were into it, people were just like, "Oh wow, yeah. so cute!" So he the original was, you know, Forrest Gump. Mm, yep. People were very supportive, and it was like a novelty. You know, no TV.
1: <sighs> They're all. all people, we you know, had going- was our hoop and stick, our coat hangers, and Lenny. <laughs>
0: Well, like going to watch the bridge being built was a thing that people did. Go down yeah. to the harbour, see how it's going. It looks cool because they did build it from either side and then it met in the middle, but you know.
1: We used still. to do that in Brisbane, but then half the bridges they were building washed it away last month because of the floods. That's a good fun thing though, standing along mm. the river and seeing all of your taxpayer dollars just go down the drain, literally. Quite literally, yeah. Yeah. The shit I saw. The shit I saw. (laughs) Oh, my word. Yep. Anyway, carry
0: on. Mm. Um, So the Sydney Harbour Bridge requires constant maintenance. Um, I should hope so. And also, like, they don't close it. Like, it's like they might close a lane at a time, like, if they have to. But it's just like, no, this has to keep running. Because although there's tunnels now. What would happen? It would just be – well, it's like there was – there's been a couple of, you know, like accidents and things. And whenever mm. it does happen that it's closed, it is absolute chaos.
1: Because there recently was a fiery crash a few weeks yeah. ago. And it Very was traffic grim. chaos,
0: wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and because especially if it stops the train as well, that's mm. mm-hmm. chaos ensues. But yeah, so there's... To protect the the steel, it's like continuously painted. Like they start, they they do it, and then they when they start get again. finished, they start again. Um, Sustainability. So the example that I found is that it's the equivalent of sixty football fields, um, and each coat requires around thirty thousand liters of paint. Um, but it's That's, a special fast yeah. drying paint, so if it oh, drops down that. onto cars, it's not gonna. It'll is just won't drip on them it's fine Paul Hogan Crocodile Dundee he was a rigger there's photos of him on the the bridge on the bridge yeah like shirtless and that's not a leathers, bridge. this is a bridge blonde. Yeah, yeah and he did mm-hmm. it for a while like while he was still like at the height of his fame like he just kept doing it sometimes
1: well fair enough must have liked it gotta have a day job yeah
0: um it used to be lead paint um which isn't great. Oh, my. But in, <laughs> oh, my. In, in 2003. <laughs> um, that the year is far too recent, Jess. It's true. Um, that is when they removed the old lead paint and what? started repainting. Um, but at least they did this. Oh, well, because lead paint isn't dangerous if you're just painting over it. I mean, if, if you're using it, no good.
1: Um, but like just if you i mean how if you live how many in an old... people died that aren't in the stats just from the use of lead paint lead over paint. the years they just got cancer and like they wouldn't they be have. on the stats mm. it would just be yeah, like
0: because when you're painting with lead paint that is dangerous but if you're yes. using like different paint over old lead paint that's fine because once it's dried it's only when you disturb it that it so, is dangerous i'm just saying anyone who lives me? in a really old house <laughs> Just check with – before you want to chip any paint or do anything, like even put, like, hooks in your rental without asking, just check with your landlord. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely Make sure full, there's full no of lead asbestos paint.
1: and lead. Like, I have done Asbestos is another thing in this that house. were um,
0: – they were also getting rid of asbestos at that time. Oh, God. But –
1: They had asbestos yeah, so they, in the bridge? Where? I
0: don't, maybe in the – I don't know. Somewhere. But it, it says it. Oh. Um, and yeah, they use they use some robots since 2013 to help with the paint stripping. Because I guess they're still doing that.
1: So they're removing the lead paint now. They had to remove. I th- I assume they are done as of 2003. Well, 2003 to 2013 beyond. Yeah. Ish. Mm. If anyone knows whether there's still lead on this goddamn bridge, please let us know. We'll contact Four Corners. I'm sure they're not across it. Um, wow, I okay. think I think it's now fine, and I'm pretty sure
0: there's still, you know, people like the robots seem to help with the the stripping of paint, but I think people are still painting it. You'd like have by to. Hand. There can't be bits, a of robot all the little that rivets. does that whole thing. <laughs> no. Because there is like so many little bits and you have to be like in like ropes and stuff. Yeah.
1: If a robot can paint that bridge every year, then painting as a profession won't exist yeah. anymore. Mm. So at this moment, um there is some people
0: painting the Sydney Harbour Bridge.
1: As we speak. Yeah. God bless. Mm.
0: Um and so it's called like the, the Bradfield Highway. Is named that's the, the road. The road it's named after the old mate from the Department of Public Works. And it is designated as a travelling stock route.
1: What is that? Which
0: mean? means technically you are allowed to herd livestock across the bridge. Oh. But only
1: between... Lenny. Lenny, we gotta make a reunion. <laughs> I hope you out He passed away there. in
0: nineteen
1: ninety two. Ninety two though. That's yeah, a long it was, that's an old he was ass like, pony. It was like, Oh, no, that's the Lenny was the boy. (laughs) (laughs) Mick. Mick was the pony. I was like, I've never heard of a pony that old. Ginger did not live to 90. Yeah. Um, That's like my cat that was buried at the same site where the plaque, the memorial plaque to my Mm. granddad is. (laughs) And so one day in the future, someone's going to dig up that tree and that site and find Mm. a cat skeleton. You like this cat was 83 what do you mean um, <laughs> yeah that's great true stories um,
0: yes yeah, so you can herd livestock between midnight and dawn after you've given notice of your intention to do it so in theory that's allowed um but in practice it hasn't happened since 1999 for a, a cattle congress which was part of the royal oh, easter show naturally Someone made it happen. Because it's like, it's all well and good. Like, yes, you're allowed to cross the bridge, but then what then? Like, what do you do in the CBD? Well,
1: what like, if you're going the I'm... other way? You're leaving the CBD with mm. your city your city cows. Because the stock Luna route must Park? continue. I guess so. The stock route must
0: continue through the city somewhere.
1: Baffling. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It seems mm. like the kind of hangover that they'd be like, oh we forgot that that legislation existed (laughs) yeah it doesn't make any sense Mm. and like it's not
0: it's not practical but legally permissible um okay so iconic structure tourism like people come and look at it they go and stand in the botanic gardens and take a photo of the opera house and the bridge people look at it they go oh and it is it's nice it's enormous I've I've walked across it before. I was going to do it this week, but it's raining. And then I was like, "This is an audio medium." It'll just be me going, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah." Cool. Oh, it takes a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, so imagine traffic um, and a bridge, but it's it's pretty nice. It's nice if you're going across it on the train on a sunny day. Look at, look yeah, at I view. haven't
1: done that train. I don't think mm. so. That's it's a quite nice. Bucket list item to do oh. <laughs> one day. Well, there's all the little ferries. Go on a little ferry to Luna Park, which yep. I haven't done. We'll do that. On my list is catch train across Harbour Bridge and mm. herd cattle across Harbour Bridge. Not necessarily in that order. Mm. Um, and there used to be
0: some some different tourism um, on the bridge, um, particularly in the, um, the southeast pylon, um, which... It was first a tourist thing in 1934, so the bridge has been opened for two years. And then a man named Archer Whitfield, who used to be a fairground barker, leased it from the main roads department. And so it was a cafe, a little museum. Um, there's a Japanese shrine and a, a viewing platform, a mother's nook. which is a place to write letters home and something called a pashometer it had cupids on it it's like you could pay three pence and then it measures your personality and your sex appeal ashim just tells everyone that they're hot ew yeah so that was super weird (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) but in in 1942 that was all the pylons were taken over um by like the defense force because there's a war on they were using them for something
1: something oh, strategic mystery pylons there is definitely an ABC four-part series about the mystery pylons of World War II kind of mm. like you know um what's his name oh, my God, Churchill, you know, like Churchill's mm. secret spies, but, like, the mystery pylons of Sydney. Ooh, we should mm. definitely investigate. It's probably just bullshit. It would have just been, like, storage or something. But It would have been storage. Yeah. Um, but more interesting than
0: that, I would argue, is from the early 50s, um, there were... A bunch of cats a bunch of white cats <laughs> living there um two of them were called bridget and pylon
1: um wow. and i thought you so were gonna say woman. two of them were called bridget full stop you <laughs> just called bridget <laughs> and i was like oh okay <laughs> Um, so a woman named Yvonne
0: Yvonne Rental. Mm. That's how I'm gonna say. That. I'm just gonna call her Yvonne. Um, she then like leased it, leased the pylon, and there was a cottage, which is like a cottage. That's what she called it, on the roof of the pylon. So it's on fourteen steps, yeah, up a ladder, and the cats had their own little merry-go-round and a garden. It wasn't just two cats. It
1: was a bunch of cats. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I mean so she took the like the livestock thing and really just turn it on its head. A merry mm. go round. Yep, yeah, but for the cats. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and so Yvonne um, Yvonne said she was just, you know, she was tired of people asking her what to do, like tourists, like close to the city, like where can you see the sights, learn something and get a good meal. Um, and so she was like, well, I've got the answer. I've got um, a solution. Thought, mm-hmm, thought the pylons... Would be great. So she had an all Australian exhibition. So she said, it's not a museum. It is educational because we have arranged dioramas showing different aspects of Australian life. Um, and so that's a, a cat merry-go-round. Yes. I love a diorama. I would have really, if this existed now, because there's, oh, yeah. like, so there's a, a diorama of like the wine growing industry um, and there are scenes oh. of old Sydney there's a shop selling souvenirs and a cafe, binoculars and telescopes.
1: Um, I think these pylons are internally larger than I realized. That's what I'm mm, learning. Like, yes, they are. are they're fitting a lot into these mm. bloody pylons. Like, Yeah,
0: but there's all these cats. There's so many photos of the cats I'll show you because they're all just like, you know, outside looking pretty precarious, having a good time. But Yvonne actually had some more dreams that weren't realised. She wanted a oh. scenic railway over the arch of the bridge.
1: Sorry, over the top of the bridge. Yeah, that was
0: her vision. And she also also thought, why not, from the pylon, a cable car, all the way across the harbour to, like, Mrs Macquarie's chair, which is the bit in the Botanic Gardens mm. where you've got the best view. She thought a cable car would be cool. Um, Infrastructurally,
1: that's a long that's a long way it's 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 not possible and it gets windy Um, through there like oh yeah you know the hub's for getting choppy because of all the wind that comes through could you imagine on a cable car (laughs) over the water like looking down at the ferries being like wow like that's just bless it would be extremely chaotic yeah so cafe
0: (laughs) souvenirs dioramas and I, I don't know if we're talking, like, little dioramas. Are they life-sized? Or life-sized. Ugh. Oh,
1: either way, I'm in 100%. They don't make photos, them like they used to, do they? They really, Everything's really digital these not. days. Bring mm. back the analog
0: diorama, please. Weird diorama. Um, yeah, so there's, like, nine cats, nine white cats up there. And people would literally go to see the cats and to, you know, look at the view and take a photo with a cat. The
1: original um, cat cafe. There you go.
0: Mm. But in, in 1971, um, there was like a, an opinion piece in the Sydney Morning Herald um, where someone's describing it as outdated, amateurish, and haphazard. Um, Yvonne didn't take too kindly to this, um, oh, but she had this I great can't quote. Mention. Because she she said, the public has become more sophisticated, but we never intended it to be a sophisticated
1: place. (laughs) Right? Basically, she's like, I'm a dag, but once we all were, and fuck mm. you. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, this is great.
0: It's like you've misunderstood the appeal of this. Yeah. Um, Like... Yeah, cuz people it's like not me oh, th- it's you. Would have loved it. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like I guess the big pineapple hadn't been built yet. Um yeah, so I think the all like lots of there were nine that lived there. I think other cats, like kittens that were born, they would go to to good homes in return to a donation to like Legacy, which okay. I think is a RSL thing. Um so it wasn't just like endless filling up with cats. She was also well, giving them
1: away. that would be a hazard. Mm um they wouldn't all have a spot in the merry-go-round
0: yeah so sky rises were coming up there were higher vantage points um so in 1971 her lease did expire um and all packed up cats left dioramas left and now i think it is st- storage for the bridge climb <laughs> pretty wow. much
1: um um but there's a rumour that if you photos. go in late at night, you can hear the kitty merry-go-round mm. whirling around. Mm. <laughs> the voice of Yvonne. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get you, it. You're all wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, there you go. Yeah, so that's that's what I've got. I think Yvonne would have had a thriving career in Queensland if she was up here. Mm. The eighties and nineties, during mm. like the big things, tourism. Mm.
0: Oh, well, she, I mean, uh, she yeah. had it from fifty two to seventy one.
1: Like, yeah, that's oh, that's what I mean. You know, when she said, "Yeah, that's twenty years." Yeah, they've all moved Have on. It's like, no, they've all moved to the Sunshine Coast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still there today. Yeah, yeah. true. Mm. Um, wow, pour one out to Yvonne and Lenny and Mick. And the horseman, Paul Hogan, Hogan, the coat hanger herself. Mm. Um, Wow! There you go.
0: Yeah, if you want engineering facts, go elsewhere. Yeah, no, don't. (laughs) I don't know. Don't. I don't pull us up on anything we've said, please. Absolutely, we can't. We're don't teach me about a bridge. I don't want to know about steel. Anyway, my <laughs> sources for this one, uh, there was ABC, The Guardian, The Sydney Morning Herald, The National Museum of Australia
1: and Wikipedia. Did you hear Julia Gillard broke up with Tim? Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so sad. She, our favourite Dachshund. I know. i spit
0: just... keep do, do you, do you <laughs> think she's all right?
1: Well, I hope you know. Usually, these things are for the best, but I, I just, Mm. I'm just got. I just, you know, Mm. you know, they're an institution. That's true. So, next episode, as a treat, Jess and I are actually in the same place at the same time. So, we're going to watch, Babe, the movie, Um, and give you a stunning review, but also Mm. a little bit of history around the film of. The Australian classic, Babe. Yeah, it's one of those things that I know facts
0: about already. Like, I just love Babe.
1: Yeah, I have not watched it since I was a literal child. So I'm pretty excited. But I remember a lot. Mm, I've watched
0: stuff. it recently. So we'll come in with some different perspectives, which will be nice. We'll Great. Watch it. Excellent. All right, so tune in for that in two weeks' time. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Australianorama. Chuck us an email if you want, Australianorama at gmail.com. Also in the show notes, I'll be putting a beautiful link, um, which is to my show at the Sydney Comedy (laughs) Festival on the 11th and 13th of May. If you like musical comedy and you are in Sydney, it's not expensive. Um, I reckon it's good. Um, So why not come along?
1: If you go to the bar and you whisper ginger mick you get a free drink that's not true but see Mm. see what happens (laughs) give it a go (laughs) hopefully they don't think you're insulting them in some way (laughs) Uh, i fear that this episode's been fully cracked (laughs) on my behalf
0: i think it's good Uh, and fortunately it's over goodbye